Hi guys, this is Jay. This is Brandon. This is Nolan. And thank you for tuning in to the Book Street Boys podcast. All right, Nolan. So uh, I heard there was a topic that you wanted to discuss. It was actually one that you came up with. Uh, did you want to ask us some questions about it? Yeah. So in the book Storm of Steel, how did Ernest Junger develop a feeling of stoicism? Well, I think that over time, after, like, seeing the horrors of war, like, developing a sense of stoicism is the way that he, like, builds a wall around himself and prevents himself from, like, feeling bad things and, like, dwelling exactly. on the past and stuff like that. That's a good uh, explanation, yeah, because he obviously wasn't feeling this way in the very beginning. He just had to—it kind of grew on him in a little bit of a way. Yeah, and maybe, like, his brother's death was the catalyst that made him start to become like this. And I yeah. think before that, that he was having a much more personal sense from the war and, like, seeing his comrades die. But after that, it was like he dissociated himself from it. Yeah, yeah all the bad things that happened to him kind of just had an effect on him. and He didn't want to feel that way anymore, so... Yeah, he so what blocking every emotion out. What was you saying, Nolan? What do you think it means for a person to be stoic? Well, I think it means that they're not really feeling emotion as seriously as they did before. They're blocking things out. They're trying not to, like, let it affect them deeply just so that they can survive the war. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like it's sort of like not only just blocking emotions out, but, like, specifically blocking out the negative. Like, you don't want to feel fear, anger, sadness, so you just sort of ignore those feelings almost or pretend they don't exist. And the bad thing is that once you start to like forget those feelings, you forget other ones too, like good feelings. You just can't feel anything anymore at a certain point. Yeah, exactly. No Jay, can I get a time check? A time check? Two minutes. Okay, cool. Uh, you want to ask us another question, though? Uh, I'll just talk more about it. So, Oh, yeah, you can fish. Ernest Junger has, has been th through so much throughout the book. Like, he got shot many times. People he knew got shot and and got killed. He saw kids get hurt. And over time, he just came to a personal agreement with himself, basically saying whatever happens, happens. And he doesn't really care anymore about what happens. And there's nothing really he can do to stop any of that. Yeah, and I'm sure it became, like, unclear what he was fighting for after that. You can't feel anything. You're not feeling that connection to your country anymore. I mean, you know, sometimes people say soldiers are fighting for their comrades and not their country. But once you forget your comrades, what are you fighting for? Yeah, and he also realized that uh, his country was losing the war, too. So, Nolan, did you have any other, uh, anything else you want to say about your topic? Could be anything. Uh, not really. I mean, that's kind of how he developed Maybe maybe I can ask a question, uh, or me or Jay can, like, read, because I have what you said pulled up. Maybe we can, like, throw our own spin off to it. Yeah, you, right, can, sure. you can talk a little bit about it, Brandon. Okay. All right. Um, so I feel like um, after, you know, all those horrible things happened to him, he did get shot. His brother did die. That's, like, that could probably be the worst feeling because your brother's, like, you can't. It's hard to live life without such a big component of your life. So he probably endured so much pain that he said, I still have to keep going. So I'm just going to, you know, block out all the pain, like you guys said. And basically, I see what Nolan said right here. He came to a personal agreement with himself. Basically, whatever happens, including death, he really cannot do anything to stop hardships in this world. And yeah, like, it's almost like he feels like useless, like. He knows bad things are still going to happen, whether he, whatever he does, bad things are still going to happen. So he's kind of just like sitting there emotionless, you know.
Yeah, and I bet he, he feels just, like he can't make a yeah. difference anymore either. So he's just like, whatever, life is whatever. Yeah, he's just like a small person in a really big war, you know? Yeah. He's okay. going to stop. That's about Do it we, for this segment. We are almost at five minutes. Any closing thoughts, Nolan? Not really. No closing thoughts from Nolan. All right, guys, get ready for the next episode. We're going to go crazy. We're going to do my... No, we're going to do Jay's topic next. I'll give you a little sneak peek. Um, His topic is going to be... Jay, which one did you do? Number Oh, I see it. I see it right here. What does war do to the men that fight on the front line? That sounds very interesting. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Thank okay. you guys for tuning in. Yep, thank you guys for tuning in. Bye. We'll see you on the next one. Hi guys, this is Jay, and we're going to be talking about my segment now, and the topic of my segment is what does war do to the men that fight on the front lines? Hi guys, this is Brandon, and we also have with us... Hey guys, it's me, Nolan. Welcome back to the Book Street, boys. This is going to be a great episode. I really love Jay's topic. So let's just get right into it, Jay. Do you want to um, introduce us to what we're going to be talking about? So, yeah, my thesis statement is that uh, war molds young men with potential and bright futures into killing machines with no thoughts, emotions, or conscience. And I think that that's what war does to people. And I think it should be frowned upon. But really, the country's like that because it's better to have soldiers that like don't have their own opinion about the carnage that they're causing. That's a very, very good topic. Um, so, you want to just get right into us? Ask us a question about how we feel about that? So, yeah, what do you guys think about it? Like, my topic, my thesis, what are your thoughts about it? Alright, I'll start. So, uh, do you know if most of the men in, in the book were drafted, or did they uh, just voluntarily go to the army? I think it was mostly people volunteering because it's young men that are very patriotic and they want to fight for their country. I might not be 100% correct, but I'm fairly certain that it was mostly people volunteering. Yeah, I feel yeah. the same way Jay does because, like, when you're a young man, you know, you crave feeling, like, manly and brave and tough. So, of course, you're going to go out there and sign up to enlist and then... When you really get there, you realize how bad it actually is, the horrible conditions you have to live in, and you realize that it's not worth it. You realize also that you're, like, becoming a pawn of the country that you're fighting for, that they don't care about Exactly, yeah. They just want you to go out there and kill the enemy soldiers and help them for their politics. Yeah, and during that war, there was lots of countries advertised uh, about joining their army, too. What do you mean? Like, they would just put up posters and stuff saying, Oh, you're talking about propaganda? Oh, no, no, just, like, posters saying, like, hey, join our army and help fight the war. Yeah, that's, like that's that. propaganda, bro. Yeah. No, that's not propaganda. Propaganda is like... Is it? No, no. Propaganda is like uh, Joseph Stalin, and he has pictures up everywhere that say how great he is. No, I think... Prop- Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm getting confused, but I thought... I it's, thought prop- it's like that thing that says, I choose you, like the Uncle Sam poster. Yeah, that's propaganda, I bro. want you. I don't think that's propaganda. That's not- that's no, not propaganda. If, if the country's saying to join the war... Propaganda is like saying a specific uh, political thing. Not like yeah, asking a question. Says, all right, all right. I don't want to take up too much time, but we're definitely going to discuss this after the podcast. Yeah. Seriously. Alright, so uh, do you want to ask us something else? Yeah, do you guys agree with me about the mold thing where you're like fitting every single man into a mold and spitting him out as like the same person, like no personality, no clothes that are different and no distinguishing features? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And like after they 
get out of the war, a lot of them are traumatized by the events of war. Exactly. Especially if you survive, because, like, when you kill somebody, it really, really changes you. And in war, you have to kill a lot of people if you want to survive. So when you put somebody through that, especially when they're young people, that could really change the way they come out of the war. Yeah. And it'll definitely make them strive for peace, too. Like, if they're not scarred to a point where they're not, like, what's the word I'm thinking of? I'm just saying, like, if they're mentally able to do things still, I think they'd fight for peace more that, now that they've seen the bad things that can happen in the world. You get what I mean? Exactly, yes. Yes. Um, that's why when we see, like, soldiers come out of war when they're done with the army, a lot of them end up having, like, PTSD and stuff like that. It's because war isn't easy. Like, there's a lot of stuff you have to deal with. Getting shot at by others, shooting others, it's, it's very tough. Yeah, I hope yeah. that we never have to deal with that. Yeah, PTSD requires, like, a lot of therapy to, like, be cured, you know? Would you guys think you'd be able to do that? I don't know, Um, because, like, looking at what the country does for veterans that are scarred by war, it really makes you think, do I really want to go out on the front lines? I know it sounds bad, but if you come back to me, it feels like nobody's going to want to help you out and that you're going to be basically, like, alone. I I know that's probably not a popular opinion. I noticed that, like, a lot of times on the streets, like, you see homeless people and they were veterans before and now they're yeah. literally living on the streets that's just insane and they completely fought for their country like wholeheartedly and what did they get in return they got nothing you know they don't get that much money and they see all the horrors of war and they don't get any help at all like psychiatric exactly. or otherwise. it's sad because they're gonna probably live the rest of their life like that because let's be real we want to help them out but like we're not going to give them ten thousand a hundred thousand dollars and i don't yeah. think it's it's hard to determine so, what's right to do in that situation yeah Okay, but, that's yeah, basically it for this episode. Give him a dollar or two. Okay, thank you okay. for watching, guys. We'll see you on the thank next one. Thank you guys one. for tuning in. So tune in for the next episode. We're going to be talking about yours truly, my topic. And uh, let me pull it up. My topic is going to be about um, how the young soldiers are pressured to meet up to the manly expectation. This also ties into my last project, so it's going to be like a little two-for-one type of deal. Thank you guys for watching. I'll see I you guys. appreciate it, guys. Bye. Hi guys, this is Jay. It's your boy Brandon, and today is my day. We're going to be talking about my topic. Um, and Nolan, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, it's me, Nolan, too. Yeah, it's no. All right. Uh, I'm just going to get right into it. Save the extras. How the young soldiers are pressured to meet up to the manly expectations. Yeah, I think the All country right, so... really pressures them a lot. Yeah, right off the bat, how do you guys feel about that statement I just said? What do you think? Nolan. Yeah, everybody's personality is different. Not everybody exactly. can go out to the body battlefield. That's very true. Are, some people are more cheery. Some are just naturally don't show a lot of emotion. Some are, you know, less energy. So, yeah, I feel like there's a main difference between the younger soldiers and the older soldiers. Yeah. This is because the older soldiers, they have experience. They know what war is yeah. like. And yeah. I think, like, the older soldiers, this is kind of a different thing, but I I like to think that the older soldiers are a little bit less enthusiastic than the younger ones, because the young ones just are drafted, they're very energetic, they're ready for action, but the older ones exactly. like, really know what they're going to see and all the death and everything. And I think that the countries exactly. are trying to, like, assume people are ready to kill and stuff, and really it's a lot harder when you're making that decision yourself, if you want to pull the trigger. Exactly. It's almost like... um the younger don't know what they're getting into, but the older do. Yeah. So that's why the younger are excited. You know, let's get this on. They're ready to fight. 
Yeah, but and they don't really they know the depth of what they're going to see. The older ones are like, okay, I'm here, I have to kill, I'll just get it done with. And the younger ones are ready for action, but they don't know the terrible things they're going to see, and they don't know the choices that they're, yeah. they're going to have to make. They're going to see some of their best friends die, or in um, the author's case, the, uh, their brothers die. Yeah, well, also, he saw a lot of his other comrades die, too, in, like, pretty gruesome ways. I believe in one scene, wasn't a guy, didn't weren't his guts, like, splayed everywhere? I know, that's just insane to me. You could be having a conversation about coffee one morning. And yeah, then, and then a shell just hits later, you. You're seeing him slaughtered. Yeah, yeah it's hard to... Um, all right, well, I'm going to come up with a, another question. Nolan, did you want to talk about that last question? Uh, wait, what question? The last one that uh, me and Brandon were talking was, about. Um, Oh yeah, so yeah, it's hard to get out on the battlefield and just and and see those bullets flying over you and see people dying all around you, you know. And the thing is, the war might affect you in the future, and like maybe you might might not want to go back out there. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The army. Well, and also like you might not want to be outside of war. I know it sounds strange, but you're just so used yeah. to it, the way of life and everything. And then when you go back to regular society, it's just like completely different. You just can't exactly like if you think about your life right uh, now how good we have it, and then just going to war would be, like, literally the complete opposite. And Yeah, a lot of dudes in the war are, like, our age, you know? And yeah, then, exactly. Like, like, when they get back, they imagine? can't really pretend that everything's normal and everything's okay, and people will view them differently because exactly. they can't view society as normal anymore. Yes, because they can put a fake smile on their face, but when they go to sleep at night and close their eyes, yeah. all they're going to be thinking about is the person, the people that they killed over the war. Yeah, and the things that yeah. they've seen and everything like that. And especially when your country loses, just, like, thinking about that, like, you, you saw your friends die, you had to kill people, and then it's all for nothing. Yeah, it's like, I just saw my best friend or my brother die, and we still haven't won the war. What are we even doing this for? Did he literally die for nothing? Yeah, yeah did he, like, get out in this war, you know? And especially, like, right, for guys, Germany, because afterwards they got really messed up in the deal. Didn't they have to pay a lot of reparations and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like it's that like anger and, and hatred and stuff that was born from World War One that ended up like causing World War Two. Yeah, yeah, it was the small issues that caused World War Two. All right, guys, that was a good discussion. We're gonna move on to the next question. This question is a good question. It's a banger. All right, let's get right into it. Um, the question is, what do you think sparks the transformation from boy to man? I think seeing people die, having to kill people, having to do things that you were never prepared to do, you're just forced into it, and you just have to deal with it and make it the normal. Yeah, that's a good, that's a very good um, answer to the question. I think that answers it completely, because, like, yeah, I mean, it's almost like when you see someone die or when you kill someone yourself, you realize, oh, my gosh, this is real. I'm really doing this, and there's no escape. And if you do escape, you can't. You can't escape war because if you do, then you'll be tried for like treason, I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah. going AWOL. You mean? Treason or like, what'd going you, AWOL? What'd you say? Yeah, AWOL. That's what I was thinking of. I couldn't uh, put my finger on it. But yeah, you'll get charged, so there's really no escape. And if you do escape, you'll be frowned upon in society. Your family might be disappointed. Yeah, yeah they call you a coward but, and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're not a coward. You're just trying to escape these horrible conditions, but. You're just trying not to die. Yeah. Okay, Start Nolan, do you, have any, do you have any other thoughts? Brandon, do you have any other thoughts? Because we're basically done with the episode at this point. Oh, we are. Uh, um, yeah, just one more thing, yeah. yeah. And the soldiers during the war, they don't have the best living conditions, you know, like what Brandon said in here. They don't have the best living conditions, too. So it's hard to 
go into war and come back to like a really bad like area where you're going to be sleeping, eating and living, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's why, yeah, it's hard for a lot of these soldiers that come back from the war in these horrible conditions. They come back and they're just not the same person. They just, yeah. Anyways, guys, um, what's our time, Jay? Uh, we're basically at six minutes. Thank you guys for watching. This is the Book Street Boys back with another video. I mean, no, no, we're done with another um, episode. Now tune in for next week because we are going to be talking about Charlotte's Web, the spider. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys. Right. I appreciate Goodbye. it.